0: Hello and welcome to the Sail Loot Podcast, where we share our adventures of the sea and help to achieve that cruising life that sets us free. I'm Teddy J, and this is podcast episode 35. Welcome back to the Sale Loot Podcast. Uh, this one is just me today. I know it has been way too long since I've released a Sale Loot Podcast. I would apologize, but some people tell me not to apologize, so I'm not going to apologize, I guess. I actually recorded a lot of this a long time ago, and I just looked at the calendar and realized that it's almost been two months since I've released a podcast because I have been so busy doing other things like, you know, dealing with taxes and selling a house and all that other stuff, but all good things. And here you go. I hope you enjoy this one. It's a little recap of the last uh, couple episodes that I released, uh, along with some lessons learned, some shameless promotion—not just self-promotion, but shameless promotion of uh, all sailing websites out there for all people, and uh, you know, a couple other things. I hope you like it, and I hope you learn a few things. Peace and love. Salute podcast episode thirty-five coming your way. Thank you all so, so very much for listening. And thank you all for emailing and commenting and sharing on Facebook and all the likes on Facebook. The Loot Love is absolutely fantastic. And so all I can do is thank you guys so, so much for reading and listening. I hope you are enjoying these podcasts and all the show notes and all the Facebook and social media stuff as well. So... If you enjoy that stuff, you can head on over to Loot.com slash podcast review. And you can do just about everything over there. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can sign up for the Sail Loot email rally. And you can leave a review for the podcast. There are buttons and things to click on all on that one page over there to do all of that. So today why is this only me why is this podcast only me well I, I want to you know, clean up a few things clarify a few things and you know comment on a few things that I have thought about or that have kind of popped in my head from thinking about the last few episodes in my head after I've you know gone back and listened to them or something and I and I just have you know a, a few things to go ahead and say so let's see how this works out the first thing that I actually want to deal with is, you know, some, I've, I've gotten a few Bluehost complaints. I, now, I'm not going to stop promoting Bluehost. My, If you want to sign up for hosting, I th- still think Bluehost is one of the top, if not the top, companies that you should go to in order to host your website. And my affiliate link for that, is SailLoot dot com slash bluehost. Now be in Gifford, you might know who Bean Gifford is. Uh she was on my on the second ever Sail Loot podcast, com forward slash episode zero zero two. And she is at SailingTotem dot com. Now she wrote to me In December, you know, she kind of got in touch with me over Facebook a little bit, and then she kind of sent me an email as well. And, you know, she was complaining about, well, Bluehost's service, I guess. And uh, I'm just going to read a little snippet from this email about what her issues were, and then I'll kind of explain later. And I'll maybe, you know, I don't don't know. Uh, Well, let, let me just read it. Okay. So she says in in a snippet of her email, quote, It has happened with every blog post since August. I do 90% of the writing offline, then paste it into the dashboard, but still spend about 30 to 45 minutes to get pictures in, add links, massage things, proofread, etc. Somewhere around the 20 minutes of four to five pictures added, the quote-unquote connection is lost according to the WordPress dashboard and every time my internet connectivity is perfect if perfectly fine otherwise the only problem is with WordPress slash Bluehost it's then very discouraging to try and set up a chat with their customer service because our internet access is rarely good enough to count on holding an audio Skype connection and I have to wait 20 minutes for quote-unquote help which has resulted so far in being told by Bluehost Customer Service that they have a server problem and are working on it. And the quality of the rep has dropped radically since I was quizzing them in early 2014, looking for a hosting service and getting set up. Presume it's been sent offshore. Used to be a Utah call center. Super, super frustrating since that's kind of their core business, right? End quote. Okay, so I don't really know how to rectify this situation, and the only thing that I could tell B in, in response was that this doesn't happen to me. I don't, I, I very rarely get a connection is lost when I'm signed into the saleloot.com dashboard, and I'm adding posts or adding things to posts or anything like that. And so my problem is I haven't had to call or get in touch with the Bluehost support due to the fact that everything seems to be working somewhat fine for me. I did get another email, not too much longer after being sent me that. And from... Sailing websites from says the Steve Payment at the dot com, and you know he was talking about sailing websites, Bluehost issues, and you know at that point in time he wrote me on the day, I believe he wrote me on let's see on like the twenty third, and he says that he was alerted to outage issues. And it says that, and he says that Bluehost is down again this morning, lots of people are irate online. Now, the only thing that I can say about this is that I don't believe that anybody will be able to find any hosting company that does not sometimes have outages. A lot of the time they are expected outages a lot of the time these outages somebody from either Bluehost or whatever hosting company you're using will get in touch with you and say, hey, we're doing routine maintenance on our servers from these times, and so you might expect an outage to occur for a short little while on your website because we're working on the server that hosts your website. At the same time, you will also have some of the. Sometimes, what'll happen is something something will mess up. You know, you you will have that no matter what. And again, this is from any hosting company, not just Bluehost. But I have never heard of a hosting company that never, one hundred percent of the time, is always up and has never ever ever had some kind of malfunction or issue where the servers went down for a short period of time. And so the thing with me is I I can't, I'm not going to stop promoting Bluehost because I still use Bluehost because I haven't had those issues. I haven't seen that happen. Um, I have have found this website and it's called downdetector.com. That's dot com, And you can go over there, and they have several hosting sites listed, and you can click on those hosting sites and see, you know, what the reports for, you know, what the status reports for all of those hosting sites or hosting companies has been. Uh, Bluehosts is downdetector.com slash status slash Bluehost and you can go over there in fact I'll go over there right now and okay so I'm over there and you can see immediately they you know right here I'm looking at it and says it's green no pro- no problems at Bluehost right now and you can see all of the incidents or the reports that have happened in the last 24 hours Now, it doesn't say that, you know, anything was down or anything like that. And then you can go, you know, and you can look at the comments that are down there as well. And and you can see in the comments, you know, if anybody's had any problems or anything like that too, right? And so you can go to downdetector.com and you can go to home and you can just click on any of those Let's see. I'm going to go over to top 10 and see what happens. But I mean, this is like Comcast or Time Warner Cable or Charter and things like that. So I, I don't want to. I don't want to check those. You know, it even it, down dot com even has Gmail on here. They'll they'll tell you if Gmail or Outlook or, or if any of these or PayPal, or eBay, or there's GoDaddy.com. So let's click on GoDaddy.com and see what happens. And I so right now I click on GoDaddy.com, and for GoDaddy it says possible problems at GoDaddy right now. There's a yellow sign up there. So it's not green like Bluehost was, but right now it's yellow or orange. And if you look at all the reports in the last 24 hours... There are several more reports over at GoDaddy than there were over at Bluehost in the last 24 hours. And then you can scroll down to the comments and there's comments down there as well. So I I guess what I'm getting at here is there can always be a problem no matter what hosting company that you have. Now, so the bigger issue that I have is kind of with Bean's comments more about, what's going on with her now, and the in the service, basically. Uh, one of the things that I really loved about Bluehosts when I signed up was I also thought, you know, being sits here and says that when she was quizzing them in early 2014, that the quality, well, I mean, she says the quality of the rep has dropped radically since I was quizzing them in early 2014. Now that gives me the... idea that in early 2014, Behan thought that the quality of the service rep was, was pretty good. And that now, you know, so my issue is that the service quality has dropped off. And that is that is an issue. Now the other thing that I'll say about this is so I was, I work in hospitals and so I was at a hospital the other day and I had some downtime and so I opened up my computer and I tried to log into my sale loot dashboard through Bluehost and I couldn't do it. You know, I got like an error page or something like that. And then I just tried to go straight to bluehost.com. I even got an error page going to bluehost.com. I could get to many other websites. So I logged in to Twitter and I tweeted their support staff they got back to me a few times and everything else. But, you know, so I could get to other websites, but I couldn't even get to Bluehost's homepage. You know, they tweeted back to me. Bluehost tweeted back to me very quickly and said, you know, hey, it might be that there's a firewall or something like that. that is That is stopping, you know, you from getting to our site because we're seeing that everything's okay. So what I ended up doing was getting on my mobile phone and you know my iPhone and turning off the Wi-Fi there and not logging in cuz there was a there there is a login to get into and get through um that hospital's Wi-Fi anyway and connect and everything else. So I turned my Wi-Fi on my phone off and just used my you know my my phone my cellular service in order to try and get to bluehost.com and Everything worked out just fine, so nothing was really wrong with Bluehost at that point in time. But it was just how I was logging into the wireless internet and everything else. Now I I am not trying to blame. I'm not trying to place blame on anybody here. To tell you the truth, but um, you know, th- the only thing that gets me about what BN said here is the fact that um you know she she also says that our internet access is rarely good enough to count on holding an audio Skype connection so uh, you know it, it's kind of a well if the connection is lost where is it lost that would be my first question is where is it lost? She says she has good Wi Fi and I okay, and the Wi-Fi doesn't seem to be lost and everything else and but then she also says that the internet access is really good enough to count on holding holding an Audio Skype connection. Then the problem is after going through all that, that Bluehost actually tells Bean, Hey, we have a server problem and we are working on it. So it's kind of like, well, well, what's going on? Are there just a multitude of issues and it crashes real quick and it disconnects for a second or two and then the connection is back up and BN can go do it. And I know how much of a pain in the butt that can be. Because when that happens, you know, did you lose stuff? Did you not save something? You know, was a picture loading that takes a little while to load on the internet? And and so it, it can just get frustrating because it takes a little longer than normal. Uh, I have asked BN now. You know, that was two months ago. I have asked her for, um, you know, I've asked her how the Bluehost stuff is going and everything else and I'm hoping to hear back from her and um, maybe I'll put something in here about what she says about all that. So, anyway, all I'm getting at here is I think you're going to have the same issues no matter where you go. And I hope that Bluehost is working on their support and you know, we'll maybe get back to having the excellent support that they've always had. So I, I'm not going to stop recommending Bluehost, like I said, because I still use them because they have been fine for me because I haven't recognized any of those issues because, you know, because I think that you will always have some complaints and, you know, something happened, you know, or whatever every once in a while. And, no matter what hosting company that you go to. And the question is, which hosting company does that happen to the least? And how do you do that without just going and trying every single hosting company and moving your websites around all the time and everything? So I'm still going to use Bluehost. That's what I use. If all of you out there decide to go somewhere else and decide not to use Bluehost, that's totally fine with me. That's what I use. And if you want to use what I use and what has worked for me, and you're listening to this and you want to click on that salute.com slash Bluehost affiliate link, that would be awesome. If not, that is totally okay with me go and use another service like HostGator or GoDaddy or something like that, that is totally, 100% fine with me. If that's what you need to do in order to get, you know, going and your website up and running and everything else, that is totally fine with me. My one caveat to that will be, I think that you'll end up possibly at some point down the road having similar issues to the issues that BN is having. You can't get around that. There are always downtimes sometimes with these hosts, with these hosting companies, no matter what hosting company you're with. All right. Enough of all that. Let's get into a few other things here. So I want to talk a little bit about the last couple of episodes, and I'm going to start here with uh, the episode that I had with Annie Dyke in episode 30. Where, you know, and this is going to kind of run into a few of the other episodes as well. Because I talked to Annie about uh, setting up, you know, legally, doing all the legal work to set up a business in episode 30. And I went on and I talked to Andy about, Andy Shell about uh, setting up his business and everything else. And I, you know, kind of, re- I, I did, I released, I released his little uh, episode about, you know, his selling money. And that, those are in episodes thirty three and thirty four. You can go over and check those out. But I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, some of the business stuff and everything else, and what what my thoughts are about that, and some personal stuff too about you know po- about making sale loot a business and everything. So I think first what I actually want to do is clarify some. Statements or whatever. As I was listening to my my, you know, if you go over to fifty nine northcom north dot com and you listen to part two of Andy and I's conversation, you know, where I was answering questions to Andy, you know, one thing I thought about after I got after after our chat after Andy and I's chat is, I I don't ever have a very good answer when somebody asks me, you know, what do you get out of this? What's your end game? What's your purpose in, in doing this and everything else and one of the things that I wanted to clarify at least is that there is no end game to the Sale Loot podcast. First and foremost what I'm trying to do is l- learn inspire help and support everybody else that's out there. That That's first and foremost no matter what. Second, if I can make a little money doing it that would be okay but i don't really want to charge you know too much of anything or anything like that i i love doing these so as far as the podcast goes and as far as sale loot goes there's no end game in that i don't have anything that i sit here and say oh sale loot is going to be a business and it's going to make me money and all that stuff and the podcast is going to make me money and everything else I don't know. I I don't know yet how I'm going to you know make my make my money or what business I'm going to set up or what you know it could be an engineering business it could be anything you know I'm out here to find the ways that people do it and see if I can get any inspiration on how I want to do it and if I can share that inspiration and in those stories with everybody else. So there is no end game, like as as in. I believe that even if I do, or when I do, let's put it that way, find my way to get out on the water, the Sail Loot podcast isn't going to end. In fact, it might even get better and I might even have more episodes. I might even be around people at Anchor that I can have more access to, you know, or I'll have more access to sailors that aren't in a landlocked city of Atlanta or... You know, I'll be somewhere hopefully around those people that are doing those similar things, and I can ask them and I can hopefully stick a microphone in front of their face and, you know, see what happens and and let the conversation go from there. So I don't ever see an end to the Sail Loot podcast. And what I could be doing is engineering work, you know, remote engineering work in order to make my Sail Loot, but I will always still. Try and interview people and put out a podcast for the Sale Loot podcast. Right. So I don't see any end or there is no end game to the Sale Loot podcast. That leads me back around to the circular argument that I, circular internal, whatever argument that I have with myself about making Sale Loot a business or maybe not even Sale Loot, but making. You know, forming a business or an LLC, which is what we talked about, was what Annie Dyke and I talked about in episode 30 of the Sale Loot podcast. So the number one reason why I think that I will go ahead and make Sail Loot into a business or form a business, it might not be called Sale Loot, we'll see, You got any suggestions for that? Go ahead and leave some comments in the show notes over there. But the biggest reason why I think I should form a business, is for protection. I am going to share my own personal numbers in here. I am hoping to sell a house. As I sit here and record this, I still have a house for sale. When that house sells, I am going to share personal numbers information about my personal assets. I'm going to share that information because I'd be a freaking hypocrite if I didn't, right? But I need to protect those personal assets somehow because I'm sitting here telling people about it, putting all this stuff out there on the internet where anybody over anywhere can look at that stuff, find that stuff, and I need to protect my personal assets. And I think one of the best ways to protect my personal assets is to make sure that I have a business, so that if somebody decides to say, "Hey, this is," you know, "I'm going to sue Teddy J over at Sale Loot," that I can say, "Okay, well, you're then, then you're, what you're who you're going to sue is the business. You're not going to take the personal assets that I have. You can try and sue the business all you want. There's not much there. My personal assets and the money that I make in my day job." Are perfectly protected now don't let me scare anybody out there um i i don't want to scare everybody that has a blog out there with some affiliate links into saying oh no teddy is saying that i need to go and form a business or an llc to protect all of my personal atse- assets now i'm not doing anything wrong it's a fairly low risk you know business or it's a fairly low risk uh little way of gaining an extra income is what sale loot is right now. So I I mean I don't want to scare everybody out there or anything like that into you know I'm sure there are plenty of selling blogs out there with affiliate links that aren't businesses uh, and and don't need to be. Um You know, it's very, very, very low risk as long as you have some sort of disclaimer out there so that the people that might click on those links know that you are using an affiliate link or that you might get a little bit of a commission by using that link at no extra cost to them. And everybody knows that I am very good about stating all of those things about my affiliate links. Uh, if not hey by the way i might get a little commission by if you use some of the links that i have out there for some of the suggestions that i have uh, because i use affiliate links where possible you know i try to use those items that i have affiliate links for um, there are several links in uh, just for example the podcast with Andy Shell where i don't have affiliate links because i don't currently use things like you know ting.com for my um for my phone service for my cellular service so uh, that's just a link straight to ting.com and there's no affiliate link in it i don't like to have affiliate links for things that i don't actually use so i mean i i don't want to scare everybody out there into saying oh no now i need to go head over and get a lawyer and go to legal zoom and set up a business for myself but this is still the number one reason why i feel as if maybe um I should go ahead and protect some of my personal assets by making Sail Loot into an LLC. To go along with that, there's a little bit of concern about what Sail Loot LLC could be. I've said several times in this podcast that uh, maybe I start making my Sail Loot by doing engineering consulting. Well... If I make Sail Loot LLC, I can still use that name or that business to do engineering consulting as well. Well, that's a little bit more risky than you know just having a few affiliate links out on a sailing block. So let's say I form my own business. That is Salute LLC. And I say that the main purpose of that will be consulting, no matter what consulting it is. It could be consulting on here for, hey, go click this link because this I believe this is what I use to do these certain things on the internet. And that's not very risky at all. Well, it could be engineering consulting where I get a, you know, I, I'm supposed to do a, set of designs for something and there are calculations in there that has to do with, you know, I I, well, I don't know, whatever you, whatever you can think of. Maybe it's a structural, you know, design of something. And so, it's a little more risky just because you would hope that I would get all of those calculations right, but one wrong or missed calculation and something goes wrong and There's a little bit more, you know, of something out there that somebody could sue the consulting business for. So, you know, like I said, I don't want to scare anybody, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of in this predicament where, you know, the quote unquote small business that is sale loot can be used for several different things. And if it is, I would just I just want to make sure that everything is protected. That is the number one reason why I would even consider making Sail Loot into a business. The number two reason is, uh, you know, so that I can write things off and write taxes off. Eventually, at some point in time, I want to, you know, maybe go to a, you know, the Annapolis sailboat show. I don't believe that I'll make it there this spring, but I'm... I always sit there and say, "Okay, I want to I want to make it to one of these sailboat shows or I want to make it to strictly sell Miami next year in February of next year or January or February of next year or whatever. And, you know, so but what I want to do is I want to bring T-shirts and I want to have, you know, cards and maybe hats and I want to have like a banner to put up and some, you know, all these different marketing things that I can have out and available for people. And those things cost money. And so I can... If I had a business, I could write those things off as business marketing expenses. I could write off, you know, things like hosting. Hosting is twofold. I pay for podcast hosting and I pay for website hosting. So there are things that I pay for on a monthly basis that allow the Sail Loot podcast to be here. And if I formed a business... I could write those things off. The biggest problem is does Sail Loot actually make money? Uh, (laughs) And I and I kind of went over that with Annie. You know, went over that question with Annie as well in episode thirty. So (laughs) we'll see what happens. Anyway, my biggest reason for making Sail Loot or forming a business would not be the crazy thing is was, was it would not be to make money. It would be due to the fact that I want to protect my personal assets and all of this and with the things that I'm sharing publicly and to maybe write off a few other things. Now, at the same time, everybody's got to eat. Everybody's got to put dinner on the table and money is how we kind of all survive. There are ways to barter and everything else, but For the most part, making money is what we use to do that bartering with in order to, you know, buy our food and get the diesel that we put in our sailboats if we need them, if we need the diesel and, you know, all of those other things. So everybody's got to make a little bit of money in order to get out there and do it. The question is, how the heck do you make that money? It's always a catch 22, you know. Um, everybody loves to inspire and the first thing that most people are trying to do is to inspire. So, you know, they write a book. They want to tell their story. They want to tell their personal story as well. That's first and foremost. They want to tell their story and they want to inspire people and they want to put smiles on people's faces and then they want to help other people out. Those are the first and foremost things. Second, you know, they want to sell as many books that, as possible that they can because that puts food on their table. So, it's always a catch-22 with all that stuff. Eventually, I do believe that I will make a business of some sort, a small business of some sort. Mostly, it's for protection and to write off other things. So, anyway, moving on from that. I then talked to Peter and Jody from Where com, And one of the things that I... You know, a lot of the stuff that they talked about were some of the amazing blog posts that Jody puts together. And one of the things that they said that kind of struck a chord with me was that the more visitors that you get to your website, the more people will take notice, no matter who people those are. You know, for Jody, it was... For Jody and Peter, it was several people, including the Tiny House blog and some sponsors that you can ask for, you know, again, you can barter with. It doesn't have to be monetary value necessarily, but, you know, you might have, you know, you might get an Mantis Anchors or something like that to sponsor you for putting up a blog post or a podcast about their anchor or something, and you they'll send you an anchor to use. You know, who knows? Who knows? Could be paddle boards, could be kayaks, could be whatever. I, I've talked about all those things with all those people, and... It's not necessarily about them paying you to have something on your website. It's more about you getting something for either a discount or cheaper or free. Now, they said that you had to have visitors to your site first. Or for a podcast, you have to have listeners. You have to have people download your podcast. It's actually really kind of funny. <laughs> I'll take this from... Uh, I'll give credit here, by the way, Matthew Barry over at ESPN uh, um, who says on his fantasy football uh, fantasy focus football podcast I listen to the football podcast he probably says it on the fantasy focus baseball podcast as well but, but what they say is we don't care if you listen just download and of course he's joking in a way in a way he's joking but if you download the podcast That gets them the number that they can then turn to the companies that might sponsor them and say, here you go. This is how many downloads we have. It's a lot. Either pay us or give us something cool. You know, what Jody said was the number of visitors that you get to your website. And they've been fortunate to have several amazing followers. And that, you know, again... First and foremost, what they want to do is inspire people to get out there and go sailing. They they said that in episode 31 of the Sail podcast. But at the same time, they want to show people how they've been able to do it. And, and one of the challenges for them is figuring out how to stay out there. And they want to share that with the world as well. What I'm getting at here is people... It's a little. This is a little bit of shameless self promotion here, but it's a little bit of shameless promotion for all. I guess what I'm asking you, the listeners out there, is you know, head on over to the show notes that I put out. You know, these show notes will be over at sailute.com/episode035. I'll put the links up to just about all of the things that I've talked about. I might just link back to my show notes and the show notes of episode 31 and the show notes of episode 30 and 30, 31, you know, 32, 33, and 34. I might just link back to those, but over there at those show notes, there are links to everybody else's sites or everybody else's blog posts and go visit those as well. We all need visitors and it's free for all of you listeners to go and do. It's just click on a link and open up another page somewhere, right? You can go over there and you can go to com, and all of a sudden, I get another visitor. If you've never, you could be listening to this podcast through iTunes and have never gone over to, to the webpage at all. You could be reading the show notes of this podcast and never listened to the, to the podcast before. I guess all I'm asking here is go to all those links, head on over to the resources page at salute.com/resources and if you even if you don't use any of the affiliate links that I have or need any of those things that I, I use over there at least scroll down and maybe check out the selling blocks that I have and then you know I don't I don't care you, you know like I said like it would be really cool if you used some of the affiliate links to buy some stuff even if it's just a, a cheap book from Amazon or or an Amazon affiliate link or whatever else if not and you want to use somebody else's of who I've talked to or whatever else and you want to support the people that are out there then go use their links you know but visit their sites cuz everybody can use visitors everybody in those as those visitors number goes up every single week um it helps out with so many more things even if you visit and, even if you visit and don't read or download and don't listen. I know that sounds terrible and it sounds crazy, but we really we and we really do love all the feedback and everything else as well. But it's a little bit, yeah, it's it's sh- I'm shamelessly asking you guys to do that stuff, but it's super interesting stuff in my general opinion as well. There's super interesting websites and people out there, and I hope that you've enjoyed the first 34 episodes of this podcast and that maybe you'll go back and you'll you know, learn something new about somebody else or how somebody else has done it. And then you'll go over to their website. And that's kind of how I do it. That's how I share. You know, the other thing is sharing. Throw some links out there to some of these people and not just Sail Loot, but all the other people. Go ahead and share some of these links on Facebook or on Twitter if you find something that you like. Go ahead and, you know, share those things so that we can spread the love, whether that's loot love, whether that's. Have wind will travel love, whether that's um, Delos love, whether that's totem love or wanderer love or turf to surf love or SV Yolo love. Spread it or zero to cruising love. Just go ahead out there and spread that love by, you know, if you find something that you like, sharing it so that more people will go over to those sites and telling people about it in any way, shape or form. I guess what I'm saying here is is that even if you don't buy anything or spend any money or donate any money or anything like that to help any of these sailors out, because you might not need it, and that's perfectly fine, or even if you don't use their affiliate links or whatever else, just visit the sites. It's as simple as, you know, clicking on a link to visit a website or a blog post of all of these people that I have talked to in the last 34 episodes and all of the people that I will talk to in the future and hopefully that visit to that website and that blog post or that share on social media of a awesome awesome article will help all of these cruisers and sailors get a sponsor to throw up a you know maybe a banner ad or just something on their webpage that, you know, might pay them in order to keep things free for the rest of you, you know? So if all else fails, just check out all the people that I've talked about. Head on over to their websites. Check out their videos, you know? Head on over to Rob and Megan's website at VentureLives.com and, you know, check out into their YouTube page and and everything else and their Facebook page and, and check them out. Their videos are freaking super cool. I feel like everybody I'm talking to knows about Delos, but go to svdelos.com. Check them out. Say hello. Check out their video. Go to havewindwilltravel.com and check out Annie's blog posts and her video. You know, a simple visit Will help, And I believe, at this point, I've covered the last four or five episodes. So I'm going to shut up now. And I'm going to go back to doing the things that I have to do today that aren't as fun. Like looking at stuff for taxes and how the heck I'm going to deal with my freaking ex-wife and all the paperwork that I have to do with all of that stuff. So that's what I'm going to do now. We're going to get personal eventually. I I I feel that time coming. I really do. I don't want to jinx anything right now so I'm not going to say anything at this point in time. I think if you go back and listen to episode 25, you know how that stuff goes sometimes. Sometimes I got to wait a little bit just to make sure that things go smoothly before I can uh actually uh say anything or release anything to you guys. So, I love it. I thank you guys very much. I hope the things that I have said here have either cleared up a little uh, some things and maybe maybe helped you maybe helped you make a decision about you know some of the things that you're looking to do or some of the things that you want to do or you know whatever else i hope that they've helped some of the people that i've talked to as well i hope that i share this and the next thing you know um everybody that goes and listens to this web to this podcast goes and clicks on all those links and goes over to all those uh, blog posts and blog pages and websites and everything that I've shared um, in as many places as I possibly can. And I'm just trying to help everybody out here and hopefully inspire a few people to get out on the water. If you have any questions... About anything, please feel free to email me at teddyj@sailloop.com. At if you'd like to know how to set up your own sailing blog or your own website, head on over to sailloop.com and click on the Way Anchor page. There's a quick video over there that will help you get started. And again, fire me an email if you have any questions at all. You can also ask any questions about sailing, learning to sail, cruising, or anything else that you want. In fact, just shoot me an email about your sailing experiences because I love hearing the stories. Again, all of the links and resources that are mentioned in this episode can be found on the show notes at sailloot.com slash episode 035. Of course, you can find us at sailloot.com, facebook.com slash sailloot, and Twitter at sailloot. You can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for the Sail Loop email rally, and leave a review for the podcast over at sailloot.com slash podcast review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that all of you can find a way to find your Sail Loot to live a life rich in experiences. I hope to meet all of you out on the water fair winds and following seas and peace and love